highlight things every once in a while, but I'm never like, ooh, that was a deep thought. I'm underlining it. I'm, I mean, especially, well, in these books, I'm just highlighting things that I want to make sure I cover. In a I'm chapter, just going to go in and highlight all but... the naughty words or something. <laughs> you got to even that out. I mean, I've highlighted a quote, you know, usually it was in live ship whenever like the fool was, the word fool was mentioned. I was like, oh, I want to ask a question. Don't you, you love what? coming across a phrase that like 347 people have highlighted and then you're just like, why? What? Is- yeah. I'm like, what? That wasn't. No wolves or wolves have no kings. I re- definitely remember that when I was, because uh, I did Kindle for the first trilogy. Sometimes it's like Leftrin looked at the deck and like 400 people have highlighted it <laughs> yeah and like, why what's so significant <laughs> about this i don't have those stats in ibooks it's like a yeah. dotted underline well, and then they're taking our data yeah. and they're selling it so we have to screw it up so listeners screw up the data take, i mean take any time that the word globular is used <laughs> <and highlight laughs> oh no i will say i report every typo i encounter when i'm reading a kindle book every goddamn one of them i report it because i'm like how sloppy are you like i know the printed books aren't this sloppy so why are you letting the kindle books be this sloppy from inside the walls this is episode 76 the rain wilds chronicles book four blood of dragons prologue through chapter four and i'm rachel and i am reading this for the second time for the first time (laughs) you just made me forget my name but (laughs) (laughs) wow i'm Alyssa, and i'm a rereader i'm jenny and i'm a new reader i'm eli and i'm a new reader I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. I'm Elena, and I'm reading this book for the first time, for the first time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for bookending that for me. You're welcome. Um, corrections, omissions, and announcements. Uh, first up, announcement. We are going to skip a week after this episode. So you'll have to go, you'll have to wait two Mondays for episode 77 because of a holiday. We just We're just going to do that. Um, and then also we do have a content warning on chapter one for discussion of suicide, but that's it. Uh, we also got some mail. So, and we, they're actually very positive emails that we get to read, which is exciting. We got the good mail this week. We got good mails because apparently we asked people, I don't, I don't remember what, what we said exactly, but I, I apparently, apparently it was in spoiler section. Apparently it was in spoiler section and ah, we begged you to fault. email us why you love us. It's probably my fault. It's not my we're, fault. We were feeling it's because you, it's we you used that weird like you know, German meme song. Give me compliments. Give yeah, me give compliments. Me compliments. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Um, so the first uh, first email is from Melissa, uh, who basically says... I have to paraphrase a little here. Um, hey there, I am like seven. Oh, we were talking about our 50,000 downloads. 
Mm-hmm. So, hey there, I am like 70 of those Podbean downloads, uh, but recently switched to Spotify. Hope it's working out for you because they were giving us some issues before. Um, I think everyone experiences a bit of imposter syndrome every now and again. But why did I start listening? Because a book podcast is the closest I will ever come uh, to holding a book club for a 17 book series that isn't super mainstream. <laughs> you know, you know, Melissa, every single time they announce another fantasy series on Amazon, I have hope. Uh, so why did I stay? Group dynamic podcast, keeping it punchy and fun with lots of opinions. You guys aren't super depressing or negative. <laughs> Good job, everybody. <laughs> Uh, other than the volume thing, the quality is great. Thank you very much. Uh, the editing makes sense. That's all me, so I'm reading that. And the structure is followed <laughs> with just the right amount of meandering tangents. You have a balanced amount of insights and jokes. I feel like we're more jokes than insights, but that was a generous comment. I never have uh, insights, so thanks everybody else for pulling that weight. <laughs> you are a bunch of artists, gaming and book nerds, and cosplayers. That's awesome. And you say real shit every so often. Uh, personally, I really like authentic people. Like, for example, admitting that you don't like to do anything new publicly until you're confident you are good at it. <laughs> okay, can I, I'm just going to point out the reason we had an argument argument about whether to read both of the positive emails on the same episode, and I said we're all individually working on learning how to accept compliments gracefully. So, like, let's prove it and try and learn to accept these wonderful compliments in public on air. We're, I am trying so hard by reading it, but I'm not applying any of it to myself. It's all of you guys. Um, uh, and also, uh, I have little fear that you will bail before finishing the series. <laughs> We've come this yeah. far. We're going to stop at four, book 16. Like, come on. Four more books and a bunch of short stories. Yeah. We might bail on the short stories. No. Um, also, I fucking love that whole side plot that is Roteland and the calendar. <laughs> yes, thank you, Melissa. Uh, I'm also obsessed with Roteland. All right, and then we also got an email from Jesse. Let me just pull that up because it's in a different spot. Once we're done recording the podcast, we should go back and get all of the things that we talked about for Roteland from all of the episodes, and we should make a park map. Yes, that's what I want to do. I want to park. We should also so just make a Roteland compilation episode, right? I like that as well. And we can have a map to go with it. <laughs> It'll be five hundred hours long. <laughs> <laughs> we'll suddenly realize that the content length of our actual <laughs> chapter readings is very minimal. This is mostly Roteland. Uh, so Jesse said, I am behind an episode, so I'm writing to respond to your comments about why people listen to you during the spoiler section of the last episode. Robin Hobb is my all-time favorite, and I was so pleased to find a pod about her stories. Uh, but I haven't been listening to you guys since 2019. Holy shit, that's crazy. Because of the Robin Hobb content, your group is absolutely magic. Each person adds something unique to the conversations, and as a whole, it creates something special. I find myself laughing out loud at several times an episode, and the side conversations about all things nerd are just as fun to listen to as the Hobb content. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. It blew my mind to hear that we started in 2019 because, I mean, we're coming up 
Now we're not too far away from our two-year mark for recording, and it just doesn't feel like it's mm-hmm. been that long. That's because 2020 is a year that didn't actually exist. I know. <laughs> and that, like, 2019 is still last year to me. Yeah. What, what month did yeah. we start? Was it, like, a July? August? I want to say it was like August. It was, I feel like it was summertime, um, for sure, because y'all had enough time to get through the fits and the fool before Ike dropped in with live ship and that was like january i think yeah Yeah. let's see i like that i originally was not gonna do anything past like the first book oh really yes i'll just see how it goes jenny was adamant (laughs) i was like i guess i'm doing this (laughs) so chapter so our intro show our intro one was posted on july um 23rd and our like real episode one was posted on the 2nd of august Well, we'll have to do something for our anniversary. I don't know what. Build a theme park. Ideas. Build a theme park. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll start on a diorama immediately. <laughs> we have to, I mean, we. I think we have a lot of like the, like atmospheric kind of stuff, but we probably need to work on rides. I feel like we've come up with a fair few oh, rides. Oh, we've got rides. Yeah. Do we? Okay. It's it's there. It's just gotta, you know. We just have to flush down. Everyone's coming for the car man, right? We'll have a zip line that's called the the carrier pigeons. And you'll get you'll get a little a little message in a tube and you have to zip it down the line. Right, right? Do you get stopped randomly at Kasserig by Evil Kim? Yeah. You have to <laughs> dodge. You have to lice. dodge lice. Yeah. <laughs> dodge lice. <laughs> 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 you. Amazing. Um, so thank you both for those evals. Uh, let's get to the book. We've started uh, Blood of Dragons. So hit us, Elena. Okay. Um, I have the prologue, all uh, subtitled Changes. We open with Tintaglia waking up like a middle-aged cosplayer after the second night at Khan, feeling chilled and old and wondering why it's so impossible to find a comfortable position after contorting your body into weird endurance positions for photo ops for six hours straight the night before. (laughs) Y'all, I am getting concerned about this wing situation she's got going on. It seems the warm sands of the Chalcedian deserts had been keeping her going way more than she thought, and now that she is, indeed, on her way to the Rainwilds and flying right into the cold, shitty Mardi Gras when it happens in early February weather, her wound is festering more, and her body is just not into the whole flying all day on a busted wing thing. Icehole, predictably, did not accompany her, and she's left wondering what she ever saw in him and why she stayed when he was clearly making no effort to accommodate her or keep her around. He didn't even ask her to stay. Like, he got his jollies and her eggs are all full of his virility. He literally couldn't care if he ever saw her again. What a fucking dried up old turd. I like the dragons (laughs) who got too close to humans way better. Um, Tintaglia can't fly directly to the Rainwilds because of the tree situation. She definitely cannot handle any tricky landings with this wing, so she's following the coast and the river and having a bit of a Merkor in the Stubbs experience, grubbing on the marshy banks and crawling out of the river because she couldn't find anywhere else to land. Um, when we catch up to her, she can't even fly immediately first thing in the morning. It hurts too much and she has this pro- 
purulent discharge oozing out of that wound and no elderling penicillin shot in sight and all she can do is queen up and refuse to let her weakened imperfect shell hold her back sorry selden you on your own son this bitch needs to get home yesterday (laughs) it's nice that hob has now given us this you know because the the dragons has always been this you know the ultimate solution to any of these problems right it's like they're mm-hmm. gonna come in they're gonna kill everyone if there's a problem this time the dragon needs help and i feel like the dragon has always needed help well <laughs> dragon needed correct. help getting out of the ice dragon needed help getting out of a shell getting, <laughs> making a shell yeah you are correct i think <laughs> what i'm getting at is that you know the fool's uh mission has is is a mission accomplished but the mission isn't really all that accomplished you know we're still living on the edge here with these the existence of these dragons yeah it's it's like the the letter of the mission was fulfilled while the spirit of the mission is still to be determined Mm -hmm. i think they're gonna need help forever i think these fuckers are (laughs) gonna need help forever of course they do that's why there's they're domesticated they're like cats they domesticated themselves they just need (laughs) yeah i mean it's clearly meant they're they're clearly meant for a symbiotic relationship at this point in their evolution Mm -hmm. yeah i did also feel bad when uh tinsaglia had that thought where she's like oh my god i've been following him Oh, God. yeah, that, my heart hurt for her with that one. Well, but look, we're going to give Tintaglia a break here. You know, she was like, that was like her first love. And you all make mistakes, like when you're, whether it's junior high, high school, college, you know, whatever, whenever the first time happens, like you all make mistakes. We all do it. We don't know better until we learn better. That's just how it works. So she followed him to college and he took her for granted. Oh, she's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, is he not capable of, like, trying to get that arrow out of her wing himself? Like, I guess I not. I don't, yeah. I mean, they need he those, have like, thumbs. nimble human fingers. That, yeah. So they don't have thumbs? So if you can grip something, okay, Tintaglia gripped Rain in her, in her little dragony hands and flew around. So she doesn't have thumbs? I mean, I think, I think, I think. I think it's more like she just accidentally broke it off and pushed it in, and so there was nothing. Are they like gripped. lobster claws? <laughs> I think she needs like baby surgery at this point, like some outpatient kind mm-hmm. of shit. You see, uh, rescuers down Get under where Maripute yeah, grasps his shoulders with her talons. That's mm-hmm. what I imagine. You know, okay. they can, the talons, like can, talons, they can hook. Like birds. They can hook around. Yeah. But they can't really. But not necessarily deftly unhook the they uh, latch to their not, cage yeah. and exit and then tear apart your house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I swear I could have at least tried. He could have, but it didn't even occur to him. And Tintaglia nope. could never ask for help. It would be too demeaning. Big meaty sure. claws. But, you know, there's also the whole, um, well, if you don't want to spend time with me, then I guess I'm just going to leave and you're going to let me go. And I kind of respect it because he's an asshole and she's better off without him. Yeah, he's just waiting for his great granddaughter to show up or there was that weird. <laughs> oh, God, like, what a fucking creeper. 
He's oh, like, yeah, like, oh, I don't need you because there will be more dragons someday. I'm like, yes, and they will be very related to you, sir. <laughs> 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 you may want to be nice to Tintaglia, but you know what? Okay. Yeah, because, you know, pretty sure... I didn't read it that way, is... but that is a oh, that okay. is a very funny way to read it. I, I read it more as... <laughs> I hope she teaches them all to hate him. I read it more as the species will continue. We don't need to ever have right. something again. <laughs> so you maybe one day when I'm dead there will still be dragons and they will His all be children will just and they will all be doing it together incest. but I don't have to worry about that they'll be alive I see I see okay he becomes like grandfather dragon also just shout out to you um, referencing the rescuers because you know the rescue aid society is very important. I think he's just trying to come back from the homeward bound situation. <laughs> <laughs> I only had like five Disney movies growing up. We watched the same five. And one of them was Pete's Dragon. Why was Homeward Bound not one of them? <laughs> come on. Classic. Because it wasn't Disney, it's Universal. But it's on Disney Plus. I was, I'm making a joke. I have no idea oh, who produced that oh, movie. Okay. Just being very <laughs> literal. And he's like, we had five Look Disney, Disney movies. Don't start with me. Where you weren't like me and you took all your movies around in a suitcase with you everywhere you went? Every oh. summer, Rachel's like, two pairs of shorts, three tank tops, all the movies. <laughs> Look, man, when I was your age, movies were called books, okay? The only thing, the only thing I had access to was um return of the jedi at one friend's house and the lord of the rings and the hobbit um cartoons at another friend's house and those weren't even on fucking videotape they were on discs which is like the weird eight yeah the weird eight track of movies that existed for a little while before um vcrs kind of took over and yeah damn it's the most peaceful thing i've ever heard yeah <laughs> we were got a very big movie family a very bucolic childhood again when i read a book it's like a movie movies were my coping mechanism <laughs> <laughs> uh anything else to say about tintaglia's uh trudging air trudging <laughs> i hope she gets there soon me too hope she, hope she doesn't fall in the river Right. Also, shout out to Robin Hobbs' very dragony Instagram caption today. Yeah, I like that. What did what did she say exactly? Hold on, I'll look it up. Robin Hobb, we're talking about you. Robin Hobb was having trouble with her rose bushes last week. And I was going to comment, but then other people had already given her the advice that I was going to give. But she has, she had black spot, which is a fungus on her roses, and she needs to treat it with copper. I feel like me and her could totally get along. Oh, yeah, she did. My thanks to all, she says, I think I will cut it back, bare root it, and plant it out in a sunny place, well away from the Nitka roses. So this week, uh, she says, yet again, the red and black queen has sent her minions to pasture her cattle in my territory. <laughs> it will not be tolerated. I crushed scores of her soldiers and slaughtered her cattle by the thousands. There can be no compromises. 
Uh, <laughs> Holy shit. And once again, Ashley came up with a very uh, good uh, solution to her problem. But she has an aphid that... problem and she needs ladybugs. You can mail order them and you release them on all of your plants and they chomp down. A female ladybug can eat up to 50 aphids a day. Good for her. Yeah. If she's yeah, hungry. But again, a dragon could never ask for help from an insignificant aphid. <laughs> uh, Alyssa, hit us with chapter one. I will. Chapter one is called Ending a Life. She opened Oh, wait, her... did we do... Sorry. Did we do the dedication of this book? Uh, no. We just, we no. just jumped in. Hold on. I dedicate this, a... this book. <laughs> oh no it's sad oh no it's i think it was sad yeah it just oh, says no. i miss you ralph who's ralph is ralph a cat i don't know oh no you sad all right sorry just wanted to acknowledge ralph wow <laughs> oh god ralph i'm so worried about ralph. <laughs> let's get sad yep. she opened <laughs> She opened her eyes to a morning she didn't want, or a day in the life of a depressed person. Elise has got the sads, and she's about to tell us all about it. Once again, a depressed person, Elise lays in her bed for two hours after waking up, scrolling through her every web presence and hating it. She is feeling not only useless to the expedition, but useless to all of history. Yes, queen, she says to herself, give us nothing. <laughs> She finally gets out of bed, inspects all her clothes to try to start the day, but the only thing she wants to wear is cultural appropriation. Being alive <laughs> is really hard. <laughs> she tries to snap herself out of her sads by remembering that she is a whole and complete human being. And, like this reader, realizes that even though she packed poorly, having never been to Florida in the winter before, she can wear all of her decaying clothes at the same time and pretend to be warm. <laughs> she steps outside with a time to end this life in a very gonna quit my job and I'm in an anime way. But Centara completely misreads that and comments, wow, dramatic from somewhere in the stupid sky. Elise gets ready, phone, wallet, keys, mask. Goes on a hike, not today, atrophy. Marvels at some nature, ooh, ah. Picks some berries, <laughs> mostly not poison. And names probably the worst word that Robin Hobb has yet to come up with for an animal, pard. <laughs> Was leopard too long a word? Well, true facts. As we all know, leopard is actually already short for Leonardo Pardon. Maybe Hob got confused about the differences between leopards and pumas, and maybe she left her laptop in the woods and a possum wrote this entire book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Elise does the wrong thing, which is plead for Centara's help. Centara says, solve it yourself, math kid. Maybe Elise's sads are actually Centara affective disorder. She really does a number on the old self-esteem. But then Elise does the correct thing when you cross paths with a leopard in the forest, puffs out her red hair, applauds the animal, and makes herself look really big. She's screaming and shouting, and the part says, okay, jeez, and bails. Elise reaffirms to herself that she is not prey. Pretty heavy-handed, but not if a possum wrote this, so I give this chapter a 6 out of 10 <laughs> pard paw pads. <laughs> 
uh, bird drama from the guild BCC Everyone. Ladies and goslings, just a quick reminder that our reputation is the world's only bird-based USPS is at stake. And if you see someone stuffing baby birds into their purse like Olive Garden breadsticks, please say something. <laughs> okay, we can just quit. Alyssa wins. <laughs> That's why you need to do chapters more often, because they're good. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Um, I don't even know where to start with this. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with the when this chapter. How about, we, how about we start with it with how fucking short this chapter was? When it was over, I was like, "That's it." It was like two scenes. What? The, what? Where did this come from? After these endless long slogs of like four, five, six scene chapters, then it's like, "Oh no, we're, we're done." She takes a walk and meets a leopard. We're done. I kind of appreciated that, like, she got that focus just on her and, like, her depression and how impacted she was and all of that, though. Like, it's kind of a really heavy topic, and it was kind of nice to have it be, like, a standalone situation. Right. Well, I think the biggest criticism that Elise as a character kind of, like, had for me as a reader up until this point was that she seemed to be... uh, She really needed other people's validation. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is kind of her you know, addressing that, mm-hmm. um, which I liked and also really related to, because as a person who was in academia for a long time and for the long haul, one day you may wake up and look at all the academia you're doing and think, well, this is fucking dumb. Like I could, I should do something else. And I don't necessarily agree that you should quit and do something else, but you do feel like you should. There's like a wall that you hit. Where you're like, what I'm doing isn't valuable. But I think that Elise is doing something valuable because she may not be an elderling, but she could be the bridge between the elderlings and everyone Certainly. else. Mm-hmm. And she's not giving herself enough credit for that. She's in that, you know, that academic depression haze where it's like, <laughs> I've tried to cram too much in here and now it's all just falling out. Well, and she's also in kind of like an identity crisis because she she'd been sort of having this vision of who she was and how and what her role was and like how it's all going to go and play out and reality is kind of like slapping her in the face with the fact that actually that's that's not how it's playing out mm-hmm. and there's a reconciliation process to that and it can be really painful um and actually right, when you have a plan and you're like i'm going to do a and then b and then c and then i get d and none of that mm-hmm. actually happens that's that's yeah. difficult yeah yeah exactly and i thought i i did think that uh, i mean I, I i agree with with what ashley said that this the whole the way this is handled it's like it's done very well and it's it does put a a good focus on that aspect of her character and i just um i just love that she was just walking around the woods singing my my give a damn is broken like that was just that was on repeat on that ipod you know blaring in her headphones the whole time do you think that what centara had to say was useful or not useful I mean, um, you could argue that it was, but I i mean, she obviously didn't mean it that way. Yeah. Right. I mean, she's she's Am been I... the tough love dragon with Thamara as well. And just, I think she, that carried through with Elise. Like, that's just who she is. 
I mean, I, I think I think from one perspective, you know, kind of pointing out the like the philosophical idea that like human life is short enough, like why would you intentionally shorten it? But in a f- like practical functional sense, if someone were actually in that moment of kind of nihilistic despair and truly contemplating ending their life, that's that's not I don't think what what <laughs> I, and snaps I kind of agree. I feel like Elise is really detethering herself from Centara in this scene. Yeah. Because what Centara says isn't helpful at all, at least from my point of view. It's actually maybe the opposite of helpful. And yet it doesn't affect her because she has decided she does not need the validation from elsewhere that she's that Elise is going to decide what's important to her maybe for the first time yeah she's going off she's going off script yeah and i i also love that she included the whole with you know like line about with lefter and or without him like right. she's like i'm not letting external shit determine whether i value my life and what i'm doing with it anymore but i'm glad she was also she also admitted to herself you cannot blame him for leaving Mm. you because you did not want to go with him (laughs) (laughs) it was for like three paragraphs there i was like what are you doing right (laughs) you're lying (laughs) he said come with me and you said i have to stay here and do my important work don't lie and you said i don't want to i'm not ready to face being town and my right. asshole husband and the scandal and having to get a divorce yet. I'm staying right. here. Yeah. She's like, but there he still reasons. didn't tell me I was wrong and make me go. <laughs> no, you did. he didn't because he's not horrible. Because <laughs> he's not your asshole husband. Exactly. exactly. He's on his way, by the way. Get ready. Yeah, all right. <laughs> they both are. Um, also, did, was the term pard used in the middle trilogy? The I feel like it was. I think it was too. I think those were the 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 semi the larger cats that yeah. were bred, not not Dutiful's cat, but the other cats. Right. Cat I don't remember one. clearly. <laughs> no, it definitely was because I recognized the term and I did not think about leopards for some idiotic yeah, reason. Yeah, same here. I didn't I didn't make the leopard connection in my head because I was just like, oh yeah, that's the cat. I think she should have offered it a pillow to sit on. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. That's the rule. Or let it sit in her lap. I think she's losing it if she thinks that Rapskull or Thymara or Jerd or any of them is going to write a book about what they know or... Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> have any desire to, like, go outside of Kelsingra and tell people about things. She still needs to go interview them and, like, you know, write it all down. Right, because just because somebody can like press play on a memory stone doesn't mean that they understand what they're reading or right. experiencing. Like she could, she just needs to make like real world Kelsinger like documentary. Yeah, like Kelsinger <laughs> for dummies. Kelsinger and explained. she could, also, yeah, and she could also position herself as a person to that protects the city from, you know, hundreds of would be city sackers you know like they're definitely gonna come and start 
digging stuff up. She can be the mayor of Kelsingra because, like, none of the elderlings are going to want to bother with politics or, like, interfacing with human or whatever. She can, maybe mayor is the wrong word, but, like, the, the emissary or the, mm. the chancellor or something. I don't know. Find some fancy word that, uh, yeah, I feel like there's other. She had a lot of, uh, you know, of avenues that she could choose. She didn't have to be, it didn't have to be all or nothing. So, well, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see which one she swings back around to, right? Yeah, or if she just goes all in on being Leftrin's trading partner, she's like, Look, I'm gonna negotiate all your contracts from here on, and I'm staying on that fucking boat with you. <laughs> Yeah, she, she can spread the word of Kelsen Girl wherever they go. Or she could be, they could make a lot of money by being the trade, uh, you know. The, I mean, we know that they have this impervious ship, but really Tarman is the only sure thing. So if you really wanted to trade with Kelsingra, uh-huh. you'd have to, you know, contract with Tarman. Well, yeah, the impervious ship can, can maybe, like, get up there but what can it carry back? Because the whole point of those ships is that they're and light. how many times? Yeah. Yeah. How many times can it get up? You know, can, if it's only like four trips per boat, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that we need to cover? Bird mail? Now that bird mail is back where it belongs. <laughs> At the end of the chapter. You know, it's just it's a hard time for bird mail. I'm trying to think. It is it's again it's the fish moon, whatever that means. So it's everything's upside down. It's twenty percent off at Long John Silver's <laughs> for the entire month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think what they're what's happening is they they are now com, com, competitors are cropping up. This may not be. It's all Kim's fault. Postmaster Kim DeJoy. <laughs> <laughs> but it also indicates that there is a splintering of culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like that not everyone is just going to do what all the traders have always done. There's other people coming in with their own ideas and, and bringing in alternative forms of, of mail. You know, someone's already, <laughs> they're trying to solve mail, you know, so. Along with the, the boat problem. Mm-hmm. Outsider. All right, chapter two. Chapter two. Chapter two. Flight. Again, I have a feeling that we've had had these chapter titles before. <laughs> uh, so, Fenty is flying, leaving Tats down on the ground, feeling alone and sorry for himself, and seriously considering putting in a bid to join Sax- Sad Sax Anonymous. Oh. I'm not sure he's had enough sadness and trauma to rival Fitz, but maybe it would do him good to hear that his life doesn't suck as bad as others. The rest of the dragons are along the shoreline for their own flying lessons. Not all willing students. Most of the males are too cool for school. Tats just calls them lazy. Murkor's trying real hard, though. Good for him. Tats thinks it would be helpful if he learned to fly because he has an odd sway over the others. Elise comes over to chat membership in the Kelsinger chapter of Sad Sax Anonymous. She's heard about Tats' interests and will be holding <laughs> meetings in her lonely little cabin that Tats realizes he maybe should have visited at some point to see how she was since Rapskull had told her 
that they were going to continue to touch things in the city and that it didn't belong to her. If only he had realized she'd been missing it all. Wow, Tats, way to go. Uh, at their impromptu meeting, they discuss the dragon. They discuss how the dragons are not going to need them anymore once they all start flying, and also how they're going to rule the world as they once did. We've progressed past Dragon Classification 101 and have now reached Advanced Dragon Human Philosophy. Professor Elise explains that the elderlings gave themselves and their lives over to their magic and to tending dragons while humans did all the boring work like agriculture. The dragons will end up running the world for their own benefit. Tats calls this selfish and Elise points out that's pretty much what humans have been doing for centuries. Tats and I are both deeply disturbed by this whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but enough of class time. Rankulus has taken the hall pass and headed for the skies. Well, sort of. He ends up over the river and everyone is concerned. He tries to make it to Kelsinger, but ends up going for a dip. Harrikin is freaking out. Sestikin isn't going to let his friend drown, so he takes off too, and Lecter is also concerned that he's not ready yet. But Murkor tells everyone to let them go, that it's a risk they must take, and clearly he's the dad that just throws his kids in the deep end and hopes that they figure out how to swim. It's fine, though. They swim and they fly and... Swim and fly they did, and both dragons make it to the other shore. Everyone cheers, except for our sad sacks. Elise is just all <laughs> ominous with, it all changes, while everyone else is celebrating, and Tess is just jealously staring at Thymara and Rapskull again. What else is new? Elise reminds him that he's young, especially by elderly standards, and he's got plenty of time to find other loves, or many loves, and then tells him that he should go join the rest of the Keepers so she can wallow in her solitude. <laughs> But hey, at least she's got her berry collecting and her basket weaving, and she's going to adapt to her lowly human status, because what else is there? She can't go back to Bingtown. At least everyone really liked her pard story, and she feels like she's making some kind of place of her own now. I think maybe they should recruit a therapist for Kelsinger, but you know, that's just me. Uh, in bird mail, Kim is still pissed that he's being accused of bird tampering, despite, well, being totally guilty of it. <laughs> he's making himself out to be the victim. <laughs> Birds just not. died, okay? They, he was too distraught while everyone was hating him to properly account for their deaths. By the way, if anyone would like his likely suspicious backstabbing, backstabbing journeymen, they're welcome to them. <laughs> oh. What a great guy. Kim's the worst. He's... Why would you ever eating accuse birds. me of that? Right? I'm, he's eating them! He's eating them! <laughs> <laughs> like, all of them. <laughs> all of the stuff that, that's going wrong it's like it's he's the one who's stealing the birds and eating them and selling them to unauthorized places and he's he's running the sideshow with like the other birds that are in the air the non-authorized guild birds mm. um we don't yeah, know he's about trying the to, he's trying to start his own fedex company mm-hmm. yeah we don't know like, about the the life outbreak if that was me. really his fault or not but like it's like goddamn. <laughs> It's like, no, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's just, it's just you're just pickets. You're pickets. I appreciate his commitment to the con, though. Like, if you're going to lie, you have to keep track just of your lies, lying. and you have to be really good yeah. at it. He believes them himself at this Yeah, point, which is the way to do the, it. That's a key. That's a key, yeah. That's how it's you a... pass the lie detector tests. You con yeah, you have yourself. to rewire your brain so you believe believe your own shit. Um, all right. So Elise maybe didn't bounce back as hard as we expected her to. <laughs> it's progress, you know. She's trying. And you know what? That's realistic. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't not... just wake up all better. You walk, it's a, it, you take that walk one step at a time. That's for sure. Right. 
The first thing is that you have to real you have to admit to yourself that you're lonely and sad and no one likes you. She finally accepts the clothes in this chapter, yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, really, like you need to start wearing real clothes because we can see your nipples. <laughs> like <laughs> <It's time. laughs> I mean, but good thing too, or they'd all be naked. This would be a blue lagoon. In the winter. <laughs> At least she's got Tats who's like more pathetic than she is in some ways. But it's like, he's like, oh, I'm not one of them. I'm like, are you an elderling? Yes. Do you have a dragon? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? He's sitting on that pity pot and he has no place on it. Like, because well, he's like, he's like, well, your loneliness is going to be over soon. She's like, you're going to live for hundreds of years. Get over it. You'll find someone new. <laughs> In 50 years, the girl of your dreams will be born. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe Thymara will tire of rap school and come and give you a try for a while. Right. I mean, you have eternity to figure that out. It's going to be great. But he wants it now. (laughs) Now, now, now. Tats, we're just we're just being reminded that Tats has not completed his character arc yet. Oh God, time. no, he has. <laughs> the not. time is running, running out of time. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that why those extra chapters at the end of this book? It's just for him to evolve. <laughs> just it's like, oh shit, Tats, I forgot about him. Let's do something. Still, still working the steps <laughs> of the sad sax anonymous. The sad uh, sax anonymous steps. Yes, it's a program to make you it's, the main character. It's more than twelve life. steps. They need extra help. Yes, it's at least twenty-three <laughs> steps. <laughs> but it's it is fun that they just kind of sit off to the side and watch all these dragons try and fail to fly. <laughs> I like that they also elected Carson as the de facto leader because they're like, you're the oldest. I guess you can be in charge. Yeah. He's uh, he's the only one out there, like, you know, giving people real advice. <laughs> yeah, it also seems like Carson's, like, the one, the only one who, who's suited for it because he doesn't have ego in it. He's like, okay, cool. You don't want to go do that today. Um, go do your thing and we'll find someone else to cover that, you know, that chore or not. And... Like, it's just, this is all for the group benefit, but part of that is everyone being happy and wanting to do their work. And that's kind of like what real leadership is. It understands that you have to have the buy-in of the people participating. It's not just autocratic, like fucking, what was his name? Greft trying to do, I'm just going to assign what we're going to do, and I'm deciding what's best for the group. And if you don't like it, then you can be out of the group, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of shit. Yeah. Hey, he was gonna let her choose which person she attached yeah. herself to yeah. as she was forced to do so <laughs> in a certain amount of time before he was like, okay, I'll just pick I'll for choose you. one for you. <laughs> there was a brief moment of almost agency. <laughs> do you, do you, how much is Murkor suffering that he seems to be the runt of the group despite having the biggest brain? I feel like he was that way as a serpent yeah. too. Like he was the one keeping them going, but he was also like slowly dying and <laughs> really small compared to everybody does he, else. Does he need more nourishment, or does he not take care of himself because he's taking care of other people? He seems like oh. he's more like more selfish as a dragon. So I don't believe he's not taking care of himself. 
Are you trying to say that Sylvie's not up to the job? No, I'm not. But it, I mean, like, <laughs> as a serpent, he seemed like he was just, you know, going forward and letting other people eat. And, like, all of his thought was just to drive them into what they're supposed to be doing. But as a dragon, he's a little more selfish. Like, he's got... He gets horny. <laughs> <laughs> Among I think other that's things, his, like main motivation yeah. right now is just like I have to fly so that Centaur and I can mate and we can get this over with. I mean, also excuse, <laughs> like <laughs> you're the last one off the ground, sir. <laughs> you think that if he got like he gets longer and skinnier, he'd be like better for flying. Well, yeah, I wonder if the males are having a harder time because they're bigger. Like, is it just because they're bigger? That's why they have a harder time flying? Because it seems like all the females got, you know, started flying first. Well, there's two of the females that are still grounded, which is Relpta and the Ferris, who belongs to Jurd. Right, and both of their keepers are maybe not. (laughs) <laughs> what are you trying to say about Cedric? <laughs> <laughs> At least Dist- he's got Carson to help. Distracted is the nicest word that I can. <laughs> <laughs> it also feels like it's all of the dragons that we care about the most, you know, b- besides Centara, where it's like we want Murkor and Relta to like get off the ground and be their dragony best. And it's like, wait for it, wait for it. It's going to be great. There's going to be music. <laughs> The sun will come out. <laughs> Unless they drown. I mean, I don't want to... Well, it is a Robin Hobb book, so... I'm sure. <laughs> well, we, we almost got drowning dragons, but they got out. I mean, that was a rare moment. Right? I was like, oh, goodbye, Ranculus. I like when they start mentioning dragons that, like, we've never actually heard the names of. Oh, Hurricane? Like, Dortian. I'm like, who? Is there one <laughs> named Tinder? Who's a dandy? Yes, that's the the lavender it's one. La- I mean, who's a dandy? But what's his name? Tender. Yes, it Tinder, is. Yeah, the yeah. dandy is named Tender. Yes, but there's, there's an Ryan e in the word. Was taken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when were these books published? <laughs> Sometimes I don't know because it's the audio book. You know, I don't know if it's really that funny or not, or if it's just in my head. Um. Let's see. I don't know because I don't get those. I don't get that information in my edition when this book was published. Why would I need to know that? When was Tinder created? I'm not sure. I um probably I think Tinder did exist when this book was written because I feel like this book was around 2012. So what? Where was I? I? Okay, I know where I was working in 2012, and a friend that I had there was definitely using Tinder within two years of me starting to work there oh, so i found it blood of dragons is copyright written at 2013 Whoa. i'm looking up tinder <laughs> <laughs> tinder named after robin hob dragon launched, launched in, tw- in 2012 okay mm. so there it is. it's possible okay well, Tinder the dragon. Tinder the dragon. Yeah. Swiping, what? which way do you swipe? <laughs> I don't know. Tass needs to get up on that. Tass needs to be on Tinder. Yeah. 
all the uh, all the Drakes are are on Tinder and they're all swiping left on Centara and she's like, no. <laughs> I was gonna say it no. doesn't really serve Tats well to be on Tinder when like he can only be matched to people in his area. It's like Jerd been with her, Sylvie no. You never know. Daimara, I want her, but she won't have there me. Could she, oh, I keep, there could be some deal. She won't swipe left. You know. We'll have to make that uh, part of the uh, arm, the uh, the app situation at Roteland. That you, that you can Tinder. only connect to other people in Roteland? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can it be more like you know bumble friends and you're just yes. trying to find like i was gonna cool say it people. could just it could just it could be more like pokemon go or even where you're just <laughs> hunting on a three-dimensional cartoon of a dragon that could be yours if you tame it oh that sounds fun tinder and what? pokemon go are the same right yes <laughs> that for sure. are you going to tame a dragon because i don't feel like they would like that well you have to sing to them so there'll be lots of places <laughs> You know how in, like, in the Harry Potter world you go to like the certain area and you can swing your wand around? These are areas where you sing. So you're trying to woo a dragon. Yes. Yes, try it. And like, also, it, it... based on the applause of the people around you, whether or not you sing well. <laughs> yeah, like, you try try your hand at being a, an elderling poet, poet like Selden. You know, can you sing to, to your dragon and write... I'm yes. never going to this section of the park. Just Congrats, you won. You get to clean a dragon. <laughs> well, see, no, that's why you want to be we a dragon a poet, because then you, you don't have to. you got to go over to. a whole giant statue of a dragon. That's your job for the that's day. That's your job. Perfect. No, no, I'm just going to stand here and sing to it, and the, uh, the rust will fall off of it on its own. That's how <laughs> magic works, you guys. They haven't leveled up to that. Look, we have to make some of it cringe because as the only person here who has not been to a theme park since she was seven years old and it was the worst thing ever, my memory is fairly cringe, so it has to be can't be that good. It'll be So who's the only one? Who's who's this only one you're talking about? Wait, what? When's the last time you went to a theme park, Elena? Exactly. (laughs) Probably when I I was like 10 or 11. Oh, wait. I went Whoa. to Dollywood when I was like 25. Dollywood? Yeah. How could you forget so, that? Unless we get drunk. to count Ren Fairs, in which really case, drunk. you know. Ren Fairs do not count. There are no, there are no, uh, there's no roller There's no cringe at Ren Fair. Roller coasters. You've been to Coney Island. I did go to Coney Island and all, my neck almost broke off my body. Yeah, that roller coaster there is like really aggressive <laughs> on the spine. It was the day we went and I was like, darn. There's one dip where like you just bottom out and then start immediately going back up and you're like, oh god, my back. You're like, oh, I don't want it anymore. Please stop. <laughs> you're right. That counts. Okay. So Coney Island and Roteland. One to one. <laughs> So we're going to build a really shitty wooden roller coaster. <laughs> yes. But quite frankly, all you. of the really old shitty roller coasters that are wooden, they're actually really great roller coasters. It's just you can't yeah, walk just after are you are done. <laughs> I mean, there's some ones at Cedar Point that are also Yeah, very there's painful. one at Carowinds here. I guess it's like in Charlotte. Um, and it's called like Thunder Road or something like that. But it's two wooden uh, roller coasters. 
and they're sim- oh, they're they symmetrical race? and one goes forwards and do one goes backwards so you oh see there's the gemini at a uh, cedar point that race they race each other which is fun. The backwards one is pretty good. And it's all just like really crazy hills. And then there's like a quick turn where you kind of loop around to go back. But it's just nothing but tall ass hills on a wind is Thunder, coaster. Is Thunder Road the one where they they basically invert you and then there's a fire, like a flamethrower? No. There's no flames. I don't know. There's definitely a flame. <laughs> this is like a really old, like coaster. traditional wooden coaster. <laughs> I know. I know. It's very. There's no inverting. (laughs) Carowinds. Definitely have to have Dragon Flame on our our wooden uh, Centaura roller coaster that insults you as you go. (laughs) (laughs) Just yells out insults. Oh no! I just got a lot. I just got a bunch of news articles from 2018 about a, a roller coaster at Carowinds that caught on fire while the people were riding it. <laughs> I'm not going to read it. Jesus. I'm not doing that. <laughs> probably that um, one. I don't know how many wooden roller coasters they have left there. But at Cedar Point, they also have like the the, the standing roller coasters or the oh, ones where Mantis. you like. Yeah, I don't go on that. Right, or where you lay down. So no. we could we could do the Tintaglia where you lay down and then you're like Rain in her little claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of that. I have to sit inside of a box to go on a roller coaster. I don't do danglies. And then the Hebe would be more of like a one that you sit on top. We can have one that like dips you down into water and then brings you back up. Like you just get <gasps> dragged through some water. So <laughs> Ooh, you didn't make it. See, look, we're doing rides. We're doing That's rides. That's what you wanted. I'm flushing so it out. <laughs> Listeners, if you have a ride idea, please send it to us. What's the one at Dollywood where you get in that like barrel and then the barrel swings until you go all the way around and it also turns? I have never so like the- been blessed to go to Dollywood and it makes me very, very sad, but... I don't know because I've never been because my life sucks. Dollywood also has like a bird section with um, like all these. Fuck yes, I love birds. Yeah, with like hawks and stuff that you can like see demonstrations about. Birds of prey. So... Yes, birds of prey. It's like the middle of of uh, medieval times where all the birds come out and then they fly around and. That sounds magical. Yeah. Uh. I don't remember what I was going to say, so let's move on. Chapter three. Chapter three. (laughs) That's me. Let me get my mouse to work. All right. Chapter three is called Hunters and Prey. We open the chapter with Centara starting some shit. She's just landed at the camp and she's strutting out of the water and she's just letting that water glisten on her body while she tosses her hair in the wind and it is meow. All the dude dragon's eyes pop out of their heads and Murkor tells her how fly she looks. And she responds with, I know. And then a, still can't fly, huh? Typical mean girl shit. Elise dares to butt in with a, oh, he'll fly. And Satara whips her head around to see what moron human bothered to open their mouths in her presence. Elise is cleaning Balaper, the keeperless dragon. So she digs back with a, oh, hoping to become an elderling, are we? But Balaper makes it clear that he wants no keeper, leaving Elise looking a little pathetic. She flips a script on Centaur with a, she doesn't even go here, and everyone agrees. Why are you here, Centara? She's embarrassed to admit to herself that she misses a company, and damn those fucking humans for rubbing off on her. To save face, she tells Murkor she came back 
to check out what should have been some fine-ass flying drakes, but currently they're all still just land-dwelling cows that aren't enough um, to have her. <laughs> they're not good enough to have her. And Murakara is just like, oh, just you wait. And then, like, a hormone-induced frenzy erupts among all of the males, and they're all vying for Centara, and Kala thinks he can have a chance, and Spit thinks he has a chance, and Centara's yeah. like, no, like, none ya, please, like, just cut it out. So Murkor, he gets, like, really aggressive, and he pins her down to puff some of his, like, musk at her, and he makes it known that he will have her, and that's just kind of really unacceptable, <laughs> and is a little beneath what I expect from Murkor. Um... She says, like, don't threaten me, Drake. And Murkar tells her, oh, that wasn't a threat. That's a promise. Which is just, yuck. And Satara decides to get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> so we jump over to Thamara, who's been avoiding tats like the plague. And unfortunately, they are partnered for hunting duty today. So she has to put up with his possessive bullshit for the whole day. And he meets her at her cabin that she shares with Sylvie and sometimes Jerd. And Jerd is always busy sleeping her way around camp with the other boys, so really it's like she's not there at all. And that's the best roommate to have, really. It's the one that pays on time but actually sleeps at their partner's place. (laughs) (laughs) Samara and Tats head out, and of course the whole conversation is him being nosy and asking about her sexy times with Rapscal and why she chose him over Tats. And she reflects on all the times she said no to Rap since then. And he, Rapscal, has promised to find where the elderlings hide all of the contraception so that they can continue to do it all the time. (laughs) Tamara has to explain to Tats that she didn't choose anyone. She was in the throes of feeling herself. And, you know, she just pounced on whatever male was near at the time. It just so happened to be Rapscal, that lucky bastard. And Tats just does not understand this. And I do not understand him. He then goes on to say, I just wish it could have been me. That you'd waited for me, that I'd been your first. Why, she asks. And he says, because it would have been something special, something we could have remembered together for the rest of our lives. And Thamara replies, like you waited for me, your first time to be with me. And it's just kind of a zing. Like, you didn't wait for me, asshole. Why should I wait for you? And this little asshat goes on to say, well, you know, it's different for guys. We get to stick our dicks into whatever we want, and that's fine. And you're supposed to save your virginity and be pure until a man tells you not to be anymore. And then we call you a slut when you continue to have a healthy, normal sex life. You just don't get it, Thimara. So... Uh, thanks, Saw. This diatribe is interrupted by a wolf pack hunting some deer, and the two are kind of excited about the wolves, and Tats chases after them with Ramar in tow. They travel down an embankment to where the um, once kind of very impressive bridge now just kind of juts over the water and breaks off. And the wolves corner the deer, but then Fenty comes and she chomps down on all the animals like it's our own personal buffet. And um, one of the wolves gets by her, and we almost think that it might get out, the, get Tats and Thamara, but it doesn't. It's scared, and it just scampers off. So that was anticlimactic. And then Tats has a light bulb moment, and he's like, "Oh my God, the bridge! We can use that as a launching pad for all these dumb dragons that can't fly." He's a genius, and so <laughs> he hugs Thamara and gives her a kiss on the lips. It seems a little rough, but Thamara gets a little hot and bothered by it, anyways. So. Now we jump over to Alec, who is picking his uh, picking up his special order at the docks. He's pretty annoyed because it did not come as ordered. The dragon boy is sickly with cuts and bruises all over, and Alec uh, doesn't think it deserves full price. The seller tries to authenticate the item, noting the scales all over and how they match the sample that was shipped previously. <laughs> then, <laughs> then Selden speaks up. And he's like, yo, I'm a human. Please treat me as such. And Alec's like, what the fuck? He talks? You didn't warn me about this. 
So Sultan starts to get no one think they can right? talk. Sultan starts to get a, l- a little a nervous that the deal isn't going to close and that he'll be trapped with this merchant and die being sold off to some other wretched owner. And he pros- promises himself, "I will not die here." And so he projects a message to Alec, "Buy me." And Alec replies out loud, "I will." And he does for half price because he is not going to get duped. Uh, Burbler from Royal to Detozi enclosed is a reward offer for any new information on the fate of Cedric and Elise. And Royal has written to his aunt to test some new securities. He's written on a fabric envelope that's dipped in wax. And then within that is a tube of hollow bones sealed with wax. And within that is a tube of metal. And allegedly all of these layers will not overburden these little tiny birds. And I just don't understand it. So TBD on that. (laughs) And Avi people are skeptical of the privacy of their messages and something must be done. Uh, Now where are those bulky birds? Right. <laughs> the kings. We need those kings. They all got F for dinner. Extra um, security. It's just slower and may take a whole season to get there as these birds <laughs> wander around. Um. So, oh my God, Selden is like the Wish.com Dragon Boy. Was just so Aww. fucking sad. Not as advertised. Yeah. Why don't you think a person can talk? I guess. <laughs> Well, I mean, I get that they're, like, hoping that they don't talk so that they can just, you know, carve him up and eat him. Kind of like how Cedric was like, But dragons, dragons can talk. talk. But dragons can no. talk. They don't know that dragons like, can talk. Like, not only can he talk, but he talks multiple... He talks. <laughs> he speaks in multiple languages. <laughs> He's like, yo, and my dad quite well a Chalcedian. Too, you know? His name is Kyle Haven. I bet he knows people still. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's like the, the we still we have people who have like interacted with dragons, so we know dragons can talk. And I feel like anyone who's hunting dragons would have gotten their hands on some uh, primary sources, you know. So they're like, oh, he can talk. I'm like, well, an other can talk. Yeah. Like, Night but eyes also, can like, talk. Cat, like... Do Chalcedians not have any historical <laughs> record of elderlings existing? Like, I don't understand why seeing somebody with dragon scales... No, we and... don't even know where the... We don't even know where the Duke came from. Duke of what? Well, Duke we do where? We do know that the Chalcedians Wage... hunted dragons right. and they destroyed anything to do with the skill stones. So yeah. maybe they waged war on the elderlings. At some point, they've deliberately made themselves ignorant, and now they're just dumb. Yeah. We won the war. Destroy all of the stuff that told us how to win the war. <laughs> Seems like it. I don't think they can read. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's why they keep sending messages that are like just body parts instead of words. <laughs> <laughs> an ear it's like it's like the colors of a flower but instead it's pieces of the body it's like oh an ear an ear means that they you know you're respected and they and they like you but a finger that's more of like a love note how about your child's hand and that's why he had to he had to memorize the message <laughs> yeah yeah he was like i don't believe that you can write something down and then read it so memorize this exactly like they don't they pretend it's all about the secrecy and it this can't fall into the wrong hands, but really it's because none of them know how to read. It's confirmed Chalcedians can't write. Yeah. 
So they're just like a male in a Stormlight novel, except they don't trust women enough to be able to help them read. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Was anyone else rooting for the wolves? I (laughs) was a little bummed when they all got chomped upon. Yeah. I was like, ooh, wolves, yay. And then no. No. What are you doing? It's the top of the food chain. They're packed. Stop eating them. Could have eaten tats. <laughs> That's fine. Why is he so dumb? Well, <laughs> tats absorbed a lot of patriarchy that he has to like get out of his system first before he can have a growth arc. How did you like that like... description of the kiss? Oh, the way it pushed her. her, lips her got smashed yeah, into her, her lips teeth. got smashed into her teeth. I was like, oh. That's... <laughs> a bit much there wasn't any tongue yep nope I don't think that I mean obviously Tats isn't worthy but I don't think that even Tats thinks that he's really worthy he oh, just I don't think so either. like god god forbid he have to like you know it's it's kind of counter the counterpoint is like what goes on with the dragons where it's like i i you're gonna be mine and it's like well you haven't done anything to impress me and yeah and they both sorry go ahead no just don't touch anyone (laughs) continue sorry (laughs) but i'm saying like because mercor did the musk thing and then tats did the un un uh uninvited kissing the it's it's very like it's not impressive. It's kind of pathetic at that. At when that you have to force yourself upon somebody, yes, that's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, like, doing alpha male shit right now, even though you might think you are. That's not what that is. I'm just, I'm just so tired of his, you know, weird patriarchal double standards right? of, like, why didn't you wait for me so it could be special and, like, by candlelight and blah, 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 and then it's, like... Well, you didn't wait for me, jerk. He's like, it's different for boys. Right? Logical. It's it, Brashen went through this kind of same problem as well. He figured shit out a lot faster. <laughs> I mean, he's older, but you know, that's an idiot. Well, and Althea was a little bit more. I was going to say, she was a little um, bit more forceful and open about, like. Let me explain yeah. this to you. Yeah. I'm going to explain how stupid you are. Listen carefully. <laughs> Whereas Thymara is just like, no. Yeah. But I don't know how to explain to you why you're wrong. I just know that you are. Oh, what else? Um. Oh, the bridge. The bridge. The bridge. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. It is a. Good, it's a good idea. I don't know if it's worthy of. Uh, smooch on the lips oh my god we did it like you haven't made them fly yet let's wait and see how it goes i immediately (laughs) thought of wild hearts can't be broken yes Mm. (laughs) i hope they all wear protective eye gear before they plummet into the water i was just like in my mind just like picturing dragons just plummeting straight (laughs) into the water Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken is the true story of the diving horses of Atlantic City. Terrifying thing that used to happen. 
Yeah. No horses get hurt, right? Sure. No horses get oh, hurt. Yay. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. Yeah. That's... Just one human girl that goes not... blind. She yep. can't pick out her own socks. It's oh, it's just so sad. Wow, yeah, what a story. Get hurt. Well, it's kind of, it is kind of a sweet redemption story, but because she because she keeps doing it, that's the thing. It's like the spoiler alert on this like forty year old movie. Um, <laughs> at the end of it, she like gets back on the diving horse to like ride it. You know, off, basically they're jumping off this giant platform into this pool of water. It's like three, I don't know, two stories high or some ridiculous bullshit like that, and it's terrifying to watch. And so she's now blind, and she's determined to continue showing. You know. Being, being like one of the jumpers off with her horse. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, wild hearts can't be broken, y'all. At the end, do you find out she just had horse blinders on? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good movie. I strongly recommend it. It's a great movie. It's also oh, kid it is actually. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, and there are real life pictures that you could look up of the, of the diving horses that are super terrifying. But I also have always wanted this one print. Get it? That's the time. Uh, and I'll just put wings on it and pretend it's Mercor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand like what she's. So here, here's the thing with with Mercor. It's it, this is to go back to romance. It's like when you have a, a series. And, like, you've got the one, like, kind of nerdy um, intellectual side character dude, and then he gets his own story, and the editors or the publishers are like, he's not alpha enough. So then the author has to try and, like, retroactively alpha him, and it just yeah, doesn't like, work, because that's, yeah, like, literally not what his character was. That, that's what this feels like, where, like, Mercor is, like, now being pushed into the role of, like, Alpha Drake or some bullshit like that, when it's, that's not ever what his character was, and he should be going about being a different kind of drake and that's like his selling point well i don't know i mean what we learned from tintaglia at the beginning is that like the this is not a a, a dragons are not monogamous right they just kind of whoever wins at the time Mm -hmm. and they do their business and then they you know go on for the next season it's just like a lot of it's, it's, it feels more like Mercor is trying to prove that he's still the best, even though he still can't fly. And, <laughs> well, okay, and, but that was, that was the old way of doing dragons. So, like, do we actually think that these dragons are going to be like that, or are they around humans too much? And are they going to try? Well, and I don't know because off? we have the others, right? The others are still out there as the example of what happens when dragons allow humans to influence them too much. So, we know that it doesn't go well for them. So maybe they shouldn't. Um, get too human they have to remember what it's like to be real dragons and screw each other over and be crappy i'm still not sure that's actually what happened and that's what creates the others i'm i don't know it's not sure on that i know it was said but i just don't understand how that also i don't i don't think that murkor should necessarily have the same personality as malkin that's true. I mean, we know that they, their But memories, I liked Malkin. I liked Malkin. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying that it shouldn't necessarily make, like it, sh- it should make sense that they're not the same person. The same. That they yeah. No, have I agree. Memories. I just oh, miss, we, I miss Malkin really. Do we think that's so what she's trying to do? Like make a differentiation of like this is like their personalities really do change. This is not Malkin anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, they're dragons now. They're not serpents. They don't need to get along. They don't need each other for survival. And they've remembered. They've reached their full potential. So it's time to become the lord of the sky right and and that's and what tintaglia said at the beginning is they they actually can't even afford to pair off even because not there's not enough prey in one area to support two dragons let alone a clutch or a herd or whatever they would call themselves <laughs> did we come up with a name for the group of dragons mm. is there an actual name Hold on, let's see. Disaster. <laughs> it's called a thunder. A group of dragons is called a thunder. Oh. Hmm. Oh, very descriptive. Well, they do like to rumble. <laughs> Please cut that joke. That was the worst fun I've ever made. Oh, it's staying. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, the visual cues that we were getting that it's like the area has a lot of similarities to what we've seen before with with Fitz, like the suspension bridges and the 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 near vertical scree mm -hmm. that you can slide down. Yeah, they're up. They're, I don't they're think it's the necessarily mountains. the same place, but it's like, you know, the same the, same kind of things are going on there. Same environment, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, same city. Yep, yep. Uh, or like you know, generally speaking, you're in the Colorado Rockies as opposed to, you know, the New Mexico Rockies. Right, right, and I also felt like the 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 wolf sighting was like i don't know like a weird visual tick that was like the these books are ending and soon you will return to fitz's storyline it was like <laughs> it was like they ran through and it was like you remembered you're like oh was it was it a bridge to may the next maybe trilogy? maybe i mean they were eaten <laughs> by dragons so a little horrible but it's trying to be poetic about it that kind of works in a weird way, too. You know, it's coming. They're coming back. Fitz is on his way. Uh, let's do chapter four. All right. Hold on. Let me get ready. My chapstick. <laughs> get these lips ready. <laughs> chapter four, opening negotiations. Hest and Redding are in Kasarik, and a more miserable pair you couldn't find. After a confusing number of clandestine meetings and much middle school note-passing with Chalcedian agents and Drahog, Hest has finally managed to set up a meeting with the Gosti and Sanad. Well, Redding did all the work. But Hest <laughs> is pretty fed up with this game. The sooner I can get this meeting over, the sooner I can enjoy that nice spa in Drahog while I wait for my runners to find Elise, says Hest. Somehow, totally unaware of how in over his head he is now here they are in a tiny little hanging room waiting for a meeting with two very nefarious men where Hest must give them the severed hands of their children and tell them to work harder or their heirs are next no biggie 
But Redding has no clue what's going on. He obviously thinks it's some kind of big-time business deal, and he wants in. Boy, have I got a job for you, says Hest. I'll tell you what, I trust you so much, I'll let you do the big-time deal. Just give them these boxes and this message. No, 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 no. It's not as ominous as it sounds. Yes, you have to say it exactly like that. No, I don't have time to help you memorize it. You wanted this. I'm going to go have a beer. Good luck. Bye. Rest in peace, Redding. <laughs> Back on Tarman, Leftrin and co. are three days away from Kelsingra, and that damn impervious ship is still following them. It was then that Tarman alerted Leftrin to a dragon flying above. The sharp-eyed Hennessy confirms that it's Centara, and everyone marvels at her new-found ability to fly. Surely, though, there's no chance that the ship following them will be giving up now. Not now, not now that a dragon has been spotted. Malta and Rain hope that Centara might be able to come down and help heal Thrawn, but they've no way to contact her, and she couldn't land there anyway. The kid has been getting sicker over time and probably won't last much longer without the help of the dragon. Malta despairs that even if they make it to Kelsingra in time, the dragons are all such shits that they probably won't even bother helping. <laughs> this depressing talk is interrupted by Tillemann, offering to watch the baby so the parrots can come can go get some shut-eye. During this brief conversation, Rain notices something quite shocking. Tillemann, you look happy! <laughs> Turns out she's in love. <laughs> Cheers to Tillemann and Hennessy. Birdmail! A secret message from your friend in Kassarik to Mr. Finbacher Boppity Bop. Stop trying to pay me in Dogecoin. Your son has arrived in Kassarik with a friend and people have taken notice. If you want to know more, I'm going to need some real dough, though. I repeat, no more Monopoly money or I'm going to sell my secrets to people who don't like you very much. Signed, Mr. K. Well, Hest is a mastermind. He's so dumb. I'm like, how many times does this man have to terrorize you before you realize that you need to do exactly what he says? <laughs> or leave forever and go somewhere where you have a new name. Yeah. <laughs> so. He even thinks like a... about it. I guess it probably wouldn't be a problem that <laughs> I'm supposed to deliver the message myself. It's not like anyone recognizes me. I'm only like a billionaire playboy. Right? <laughs> He's only like the well known rich son of a well known man. It's just, uh, he sucks. Uh, but also super cool that we've got boxes with hands in them again. Love it. Here for it. They're probably just bones by now. Don't worry. <laughs> no one will be able to recognize whose hand they are. Just they're small. They're so small little hands. Maybe they pickled them like the dragon. I'm sure. They seem to really love to salt all of their random body parts. So, <laughs> Yeah. that's uh, You're not going to be able to get this in the Roteland uh, gift shop. We're just... there's just, We're not going to sell little chopped catering. off kid hand figurines? There's no childhood section. Yeah, there's no... <laughs> we're not going to sell pickled child hands? <laughs> no, we're not. We are not catering to the Chelsea and... Uh, palette and yeah. we are not catering Chalcedians. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I mean, I kind of insist that we have park. dragon jerky, though. I feel like <laughs> it's a missed opportunity if we don't. 
Yeah, that's yeah. restorative. No, properties. but that has to come from like one really sketch looking uh, vendor who has like a little push cart, and yeah. you, you never know where he's gonna be. And <laughs> can they also the can they also sell vials of dragon blood shots? Yes, <gasps> but again, yeah. you never know where they're right, gonna right. be. They sell it from like an alley. You got like yeah. a little nocturne alley. There's no yeah. Chalcedian part, but there's a little Chalcedian vendor. It's just one Chalcedian vendor who will. It's just Jess that pops up with like a <laughs> and he just opens it up and there's just little vials of blood in it. The prices are different every day. Yep. <laughs> I like that. Any way for me to make more money? That sounds good. <laughs> Uh, the spa in Trahog, is that the same spa that uh, Cedric wanted to go to when they got there? Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Hog has more than one. Similar yeah. taste. No, no way. There's only the one. <laughs> Where they wanted to stay on their their glamping trip. Uh, and Centara is doing a flyover. Super cool. Great, great. I feel like they're just going to be constantly disappointed by the dragon. You think she's going to bother to tell people back at Kelsingra that the boat's coming? That she saw people? No. I just love that Malta, an elderling, is just like, I hate dragons. <laughs> <laughs> They're so I mean, dumb. she's got the right idea. <laughs> Arguably, like, the most well-off elderling. But I just hate them. They won't do what I tell them to do. They're never available. I mean, same. Just gets Tintaglia's voicemail every time she calls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Tintaglia is not in a great spot right now, but Malta doesn't. No, I mean she is actually trying to find them. So she's I... trying to find them in a self-serving fashion. So, well, yes, but maybe they can make a trade. Yeah, you know, we'll pull that arrow out if you heal our For baby. Sure. And then. If she totally could fair. somehow make up for the fact that she sent Selden on this mission, and now he's been sold off and tortured, and that's a whole other issue. <laughs> Start small. Honestly, how's he gonna get out of this? I don't know. <laughs> like, how? Everyone else is very far away and very preoccupied with their own problems. What I think he needs to do, he needs to put poison on his skin <gasps> so that when the Duke eats him, he dies. Where are he gonna get poison from, girl? He's locked up in a prison. He'll make. He'll figure he'll it figure out. It you know out. what? I bet. That that duke that duke seems some pretty... opportunistic person needs to give him, put poison on his skin so that when I the duke eats him, he I'm dies. amazed his filth isn't doing the trick. <laughs> right, exactly. I was, I was gonna say like that duke that? seems pretty fucking weak at this point. All Selden has to do is like shit on himself a little bit and like it's and that's it. Like one ah uh, the old Chelsea like... custom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One round of a uh, stomach flu, and that that old fucker's gone. Right? This no joke. It really would take that, that. that you thoroughly wash your bistery dragon jerky before ingesting. 
So that it's just soggy dry. So it's not covered in poop. <laughs> or it's not poisoned. One in every hundred bags is poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> you like to gamble. This poisoned. is the snack it's, for you. It's, it's, almost, it's, it's not poisoned. It's laced with um, a laxative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you get food poisoning, you shit the rug like Best did. No biggie. (laughs) It's a real Chelsea experience. It's the real experience. Are we going to have an assassin running around our uh, our our? I don't see why not. Yes, I yeah. It could definitely be one of the character actors. They just someone just brings you tea and then it's like oh god you've been poisoned it's like don't worry you're gonna be fine is there but... is there anyone in these particular books that people would stand in line for more than an hour to have a picture with Selden <laughs> I mean I I would stand in a line to get a picture with um Mara? No, well, I was gonna Ooh, s- yeah, well, Paragon, I was gonna say, but <gasps> yes, well, Paragon's from the other books, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that's what I yeah. stopped myself. And, and Paragon, uh, I would stand a- in line to yell at tats. Is that <laughs> yes. yeah? <laughs> I would stand in line for a laughably bad animatronic dragon, <laughs> like it's really bad. Does it insult you? It like, but yeah, but like the jaw gets stuck and like the <laughs> eyes blink at different times. It like oh, they swirl, little they have smoke to swirl. coming out. Yeah, like it's it's on its way out. Animatronic Chuck E. Cheese. We should definitely <laughs> have some tattoo artists. Like they can just do flash. Like we don't need to be having people do like custom works. But I feel like you know we should have some just floating around. Yeah, and then and and face paint Are we for making the kids. slaves. <laughs> Face paint for the kids. No, we just... Are we making rope slaves? No. <laughs> no. I mean... Uh... No. Why are we tattooing people? Not on we your face. Have... We don't do face tattoos. Nothing above the neck, you know? It's, it's a family place. Well, we could have, like, you know, face painters who will make, like, a tattoo on your face so you can pretend oh, to be tattooed. Or they can paint elderling scales on you and you can pretend to be an elderling. Or they can, you know, if you don't, if you don't tip well, then they... Like just make you look like you're heavily touched by the rain wilds in the not. I was going to say, I feel like I feel like it should just be like you want you want to look like you're touched by the rain wilds or an elderling or yeah, have like a cool like sailor tattoo just, or something. You just have to like you just go and then you just you're at their mercy and if they decide that they want to make you into an elderling then you get pretty like face paint and if they decide you just want to be heavily touched by the rain wilds <laughs> and you're just ugly the rest of the time and you get sometimes they cut your face. arm off. <laughs> they sell it oh no horrible just a bit of your shoulder it's fine horrible they take all your clothes and put them in an acid vault you have to buy, <laughs> <laughs> you have to buy a really expensive robe on your way out <laughs> Be, beware of the washing machines in the hotel with like, acid water yeah we're now we're making the worst place ever no one wants <laughs> We don't have Disney princesses. We've got, you know, Ask Quest that <laughs> looks, he just looks like a really sexy homeless man. Is there going to be like, a ride called Ask Quest? <laughs> <laughs> There's like one guy in the park you and you go can backwards. smell him on his way and you're like, oh, I think Fitz is coming, guys. <laughs> Horrible. Is there is there a section where you go to get a makeover by the fool? Yes. Yeah. I'm here for it. 
There's going to be more multiple. I think the fool should have like a counters. really nice like silk caftan line for people. Yes. <laughs> Amber's shop will sell you beads, but also caftans and tea, maybe inexplicably. We'll have to combine it like a tea shop. It'll be next door. Is that where Hest went? That's where Hest is. He's in the back, but only on Thursdays. And <laughs> oh, I can't imagine the fool meeting Hest. I don't think the fool would acknowledge Hest. I don't think Hest would acknowledge I know, the but fool. If, <laughs> but if the fool was in gesture mode and just got to like rip oh, Hest yeah. to shreds, that would be fantastic. I mean, that would be great. I would be so happy to just be made fun of by Jester Fool somewhere in the park. Just <laughs> say the meanest things to me. I'd be so delighted. <laughs> Runs around with Ratsy. Yeah. Ratsy. Hmm. So we've got the dragons. They have a new assignment to jump off a bridge. <laughs> I think it's gonna go over splendidly. If I told you to jump off a bridge, would you? Yes. Just because Mercor jumped off a bridge, do you are you going to jump off a bridge too? I mean it it, it was actually very well set up narratively where it's someone specifically noticed that like that he wasn't he didn't have room to like really flap his wings and so it's like well you know, gotta get that height like he be he be figured that out right was the bridge always broken and it was always meant to just be like a launching <laughs> place for dragons <laughs> i'm telling you just build a bunch of trebuchets put the dragons in the trebuchets <laughs> They can barely they can like barely they get like their that. fucking shanty houses to stand up, Rachel. They're not building a trebuchet. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> we saw how well that worked for, how 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 good Car- Carson's carpentry was, so I loved when Thamara was like was just our shanty windows. only leaks when it's really windy. <laughs> like good <for> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Talking about making trebuchets just makes me think of lost did they make a trebuchet on lost i didn't watch Lost. it was a whole thing in season one with lock and boom oh i can't talk about lost without getting really angry so (laughs) (laughs) all right every episode props this would be my crew character introductions and exits I think Redding is probably on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> Once you meet with the Chalcedian, he's going right. to come back. Maybe maybe his lips will come back in a box. Hess <laughs> <laughs> uh, just gets a present wherever he is. Yeah. Uh, we still haven't met... Uh, any Drakes worth giving a shit about? So TBD on that. I don't know. I I hold out hope for Tender. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, shady business adventures. Who is being shady? Hest and Redding are being shady. S. Kim. Kim is always shady. Probably Kim. That, that fucking mark. Shade extraordinaire. Shady Mail Inc. Right? <laughs> it's because it's I live under a tree. 
that's another thing we could have in Roteland. You know how when you go to the Vatican, you always want to send mail from the the the, P, the post office in the Vatican, so it gets like that special. Is that stamp. what people do? We didn't do that. Oh yes, I didn't realize. Does that mean that we can make Roteland its own country? Well, I'm getting there. Zip so, code. <laughs> but there's going to be two options, and you're not going to know is is the proprietor Kim, because then that mail <gasps> never going anywhere. <laughs> We'll just, we'll just throw it in the ocean. <laughs> no, better yet, your mail has to be a secret that you're sending to a confidant. And some of that mail actually gets to your confidant, and some of that mail just gets opened up and then tweeted out to the rest of everybody who's in Roland. <laughs> now it's still in the Yeah. Sung to a dragon. It's like, today's secrets are from... <laughs> Hope it. there's nothing. Hope there's something juicy in here. All right. Uh, what a tangle! What are the dragons doing? Trying to getting into hormone frenzies. Ugh. Musk. Oh yeah. God. Ugh. Every time they say that, I'm like, oh. Even worse was like the the sense of a female in what? Oh, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be estrus, but like with the O E, you know? Oh, yeah. <sighs> Poor Centara. You can't even fucking hide it. You're hard up and you can't hide it because you... Yeah. Get those yeah. estrus flashes. It's it's a hard place to be. Yeah. Uh, boats, why are they great? We don't know. What are boats? <laughs> <laughs> they only take hey. your lover away and they never bring him back. They're terrible. <laughs> Should have gone with him. <laughs> I feel like Tarman made really good time back up the river. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think so too. Well, but just... I think that's also because we didn't have to be on the whole journey this time. Well, well and also, they've been Tarman like trying like, to outrun the boat behind the them. The impervious and... ship. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Doing They're double time. Normally they wouldn't sail at night. <laughs> I want to see that impervious ship like sitting low in the water and smoking and like people just tossing bucketfuls of water out when they arrive at Kelsinko. <laughs> <laughs> just slowly sinking as it pulls yeah. into dock is it gonna be like pirates of the caribbean where it's just like, <laughs> just step off onto the dock because the whole thing is underwater right uh dismantling the patriarchy badassery animal husbandry and expired fashions from jamalia well shout out to elisa's are definitely expired expired yeah. We're going to do fashions. We're doing fashions from Kelsingra now. It's all the rage. Fashion. Leggings and robes. You know, and And if the choice is between nakedness and wearing the elderling robe. I feel like the robe is the way to go. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it is. For sure. We're not trying to get bug bites all over my body. No, thank you. (laughs) It will protect you when you get randomly shoved in the acid river. Yeah. Well, they're not on the acid river anymore, but, you know. Well, I meant in, like, Roteland. Oh. Oh. Right. Upcharge. If you want one of those, <laughs> those special. Uh, okay. Um, that's it. Reminder for our next reading section, we will be reading Blood of Dragons, chapters 5 through 9. And again... It will be in two weeks, not one. 
This has been Bucky Radio. You can email us at BuckyBradio at Gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air. I'm Rachel. You can follow me everywhere on the internet at Darth Rachel. I am Alyssa and I'm online at AlyssaMainer.com. I'm Jenny and you can find me at Faceless for on Instagram. I'm Eli and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay. I'm Ashley and you can find me on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. I'm Elena. I am at Moth Elena. We did it. We did it. Next Yay. up is spoilers. Spoiler talk. come up with something really good to oh, talk about well i'd no better go else. too <laughs> what do you think about the eventual so i because i recently reread pretty much all the bits where um fits overlaps with these characters mm-hmm. and they kind of all seem like doofuses. <laughs> um, which parts are you talking about? Exactly? In, the, in the last trilogy. When oh. they are on their way. Uh, oh, yeah. Find B, and then they have to take, they have to ride on Tar. Well, they land, they come through the skill pillar and go to Calsingra and then they get on Tar Man. Oh, God. That, oh, my. <laughs> And then they get on Paragon at the end, but well, I'm yeah, only... at least that happens. But I, it just, I don't know. It, it, when I was reading it, it didn't feel real. That's <laughs> all I remember about it. I was like, "Is someone standing in for Robin Hobb and riding?" Well, I just, I kind of, I think it's because they, in the service of Fitz's storyline, and also because it's from Fitz's point of view, pretty much, and you know. I don't, well, I don't want to speak for Fitz, but Fitz pretty much thinks everyone else in the world is an idiot, right? Yeah, I think so... you're okay to speak for Fitz there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so everyone is kind of like a doofus because they all are. They all are. Yeah, from but... his point of view. <laughs> from his point of view, this is a ridiculous, <gasps> completely unnecessary in, uh, culture, let alone <laughs> city. That he now, has to, like, now I have to heal in. all your kids. Yeah, it's like god damn it. Oh my god. But but speaking of that, mm. when we see how it doesn't really go well, you know, we think that we're like at this point we're like okay, all we really need to do is like solidify those friendships with the dragons and help Tintaglia and everyone'll be okay and we're all going to we're going to have this brand new renaissance of elderling culture and then like Fitz gets there and it's all just shit. Yeah, right? it's still bad. It's still really yep. bad. And it's... I it go to me it goes back to um the mail who who sent us this mail? I want to give good I want to give credit where credit is due. And I can't remember. Hold on.
ah abby abby last week abby sent us mail about uh how the wit and the skill are kind of meant to be used together yes brilliant I, so I've been marinating on this. This is very this. I'm this is me being long-winded. I'm sorry. No, but I've it's, been. <laughs> it's any content at all, because I have none. So thank you. <laughs> well, so the dragons use the skill to communicate, to uh, influence. Um, and last week I said, but they use the witch to hunt. Now I'm wondering so much if the dragons use the skill and elderlings keepers you know the people who are changed and live next to and with dragons use the wit and they combined as like a mutual a mutually evolved complementary power because otherwise the dragons are too overpowered does that make sense yeah other than like needing their cuticles pushed back every other day right and <laughs> right but the but you know i guess it's it goes back to maybe this is a brandon sanderson like kind of thought but like the skill is like a, a an attack kind of power like a an, an aggressive mm -hmm. assault magic and the wit seems more of a defensive magic Okay. Because it's about communication and feelings and empathy. And like, yes, you can attack people through the wit with the repel and all of that stuff. But it's really, it has to be provoked. Right. Yeah. That feels way more defensive for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So then I'm wondering, okay, so we have the, this dragony magic. And I feel like in general, dragons use more of the skill than they use the wit. And then you have elderlings and they're given these kind of powers of the dragons, but they're also forgotten by the dragons. And so the elderlings developed more, maybe they lean more on the wit than the skill. And that is why things started to split. I'm still stuck on how it split, basically. Yeah, like how do you evolve that power and then like you drop it? <laughs> yeah, unless it became like, unless you started to like specifically breed for one or the other and then for some reason the people that were you know they all went to war or something and wit the wit people lost like way back when hmm. although it does seem like there are way more people with the wit than the skill yeah and the wit it seems i don't know i th guess i was always thinking about it as oh the lizard brain power and the thinking brain power hmm. That's how I... Yeah, that's also good. I like that. And uh, do you think that maybe the wit is something that has to be... That maybe is latent in everyone that has to be kind of brought out? So if you are a person who's chosen to be an elderling, you... It's stimulated. Ooh, like you, a dormant... Oh. Yeah. Thing inside. Because I'm kind of wondering if they... Besides, outside of a dragon... Have they ever really been combined? Because why would a dragon allow these stone dragon art pieces, for example, to be activated by just anyone? Right. Like, wouldn't they want it to be like, I can come and activate it. And then when I come around and I activate the statue, that's like a whole thing. And the artist can imbue it 
but they can't do both. And then, and of course, they did because they were given dragony aspects. So some people had, you know, the skill as well, and it became a problem. I don't know. Mm, like fits. So naturally, if the fool's goal is to bring dragons back, he wanted the most dragony person alive fits, <laughs> had both the skill and the wit inside of him as a catalyst. Maybe. I mean, well, yeah, because what makes him, other than his place in the world and the opportunities that he's that he's going to get in you know his reality what really makes him the catalyst like what makes because the fool had to go a real long way to get to him couldn't have been in someone closer i mean we we've encountered other people who clearly could have been catalysts you know should yeah. a passing prophet yes. choose <laughs> for a prophet the fool does a lot of heavy lifting <laughs> how useful are these people really but I just, yeah, I, I wonder. I was ruminating that on that and then thinking while I was reading about Fitz kind of encountering all of these people and how they weren't in, it wasn't great. It wasn't perfect yet. And what was missing, and mm. I feel like what was missing is this elderling control of the skill. And like, why can't they do that? Because they can communicate with the dragons and they can receive all of this stuff from the dragons. So that must be the wit. So that must have been latent in them already. Mm. And so that was... This is not a fully formed thought. Yeah, but... it's still like red string on the wall. On yeah. our red string wall that we have. Yeah. Um... Just wondering, just trying to like build more on that kind of idea that clearly the wit and the skill and all of that stuff you track it all back it's it goes to the dragons it goes to the to the silver springs to the you know the wellspring of the earth or wherever it i don't know i don't understand how it works where it comes from what they're drinking it's just i like speculating about it like you're making the little windmill that like makes my brain turn around just like start to spin again right and i don't yeah. know if it's necessarily meant to ever be figured out you know like mm -hmm. that's kind of the nature of magic it's the nature of of a fan you know fantasy novels taking the unknown as a as a symbol and then trying to i mean you know the central conceit is always what if magic was real right right what if what if fate was real? What if all of these magical thoughts that we have built, all of our superstitions, what if it was real? So I don't think we're supposed to figure it out, quote unquote. Yeah, but... I, I strongly prefer not knowing. I think the mystery is more enticing always in a story than right. having it explained or like but... seeing the monster or yeah, I think it's right. Like... See, yeah, always the anticipation is mm -hmm. better than than the, what you know what is revealed but to write it i feel like hob has to have some kind of idea right that it's a fork it's a split but it comes from the same tree and what is that tree and where does it come from and who are these voices in the stream and the skill streams and you know all that shit so and she seems really interested you know we make a joke about the animal husbandry thing but she does seem <laughs> really interested about you know how all of these different species influence each other by living with each other. Yeah, she brings up a lot about how dragons are, like, just, like, in this past chapter with the wolves mm -hmm. and the people, and it's just, like, they're upsetting this food chain and ecosystem. 
Or even when Icefire says, oh, these animals have remembered to look up. Right. right? <laughs> oh, God. It reminds me of that tweet where you hold the little pig up to look at the night sky. Has <laughs> the pig ever seen the sky? <gasps> no, he won't want to. Are we the pig? Oh, no, we're the pig. We're the pig. I mean, if if we're talking about Icefire in this situation, we're definitely the pig. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I really liked Charlotte's Web when I was a kid, although my favorite was Trumpet of the Swan and Louis the Swan. Oh, I remember those. Oh my gosh. It's always my I liked I always liked that better. It had a it was more upbeat. No one died at the end. Oh, I like yeah, I always like the sad stuff. It's like, ah yes, no one can be happy. Like in the mm. last unicorn when it's just kinda like, oh But also and this will be my last comment for the night. Mm. I was vacuuming or I was doing something really mundane, stacking paper, maybe even showering or washing my <laughs> Arranging your rocks. Something. Something just <laughs> where your brain just kind of like trips off into its own path. Mm, yes. Every day for 24 hours. Yes. Continue. Yeah. And I was like, what would I ask Robin Hobb? It, you know, if conventions are back and she starts going back and because I know she she has arthritis or something so like i could see her not wanting to go to conventions yeah. anymore because mm -hmm. it's an autoimmune thing and i was like well what if i get the chance what would i ask <laughs> and i would you know I, i'm thinking of all the questions that we've come up with that are, might be more thoughtful or like appreciative and then like my lizard brain kicked in <laughs> and i and it yes. went and i pictured <laughs> i pictured me with a microphone and shoving <laughs> it into her face and be like how does it feel to be the killer <laughs> to be the killer of fifth chivalry how do you feel <laughs> that you killed off your greatest creation like do you regret it because and then i got on the, i was thinking what it would what would be a, wouldn't it be amazing if she did do a b book and like fitz and the fool come back like marvel style like oh my god opens, somehow they come back they're alive they're not stuck in a statue i know it's like not beautiful and tragic and like it's a little cheap it's a but... little cheap, but I want it. <laughs> I want it. My lizard, brain, my lizard brain wants it. It wants uh, that satisfaction of my heroes riding off into the sunset uh, <laughs> to have more adventures. Aww. Yeah, I, th I mean, Fitz and the Fool. Yeah, I mean, I've, I don't know, seldom read something and felt this much. So, right. I yeah, think, oh, you know what, you know what made me think of this? It was that what? person's tweet on Twitter where they were like, I just finished Golden Fool and I'm going to start reading Fool's Fate and I've heard some stuff, you guys. <laughs> it's just like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Run while you still can. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here, you stupid <laughs> animal. <laughs> Go! Go! Oh. <laughs> anyway those those were my chaotic robin hob thoughts from the week thank you for sharing them i don't know what i would do without them now i'm glad that i can hold them with me you have good thoughts rachel i have no thoughts so it's an improvement thank you for carrying the spoiler section every single time <laughs> I mean, is it a spoiler? Or is it just my place to decompress? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I should say, I think that the ending is beautiful. I think so, too. Poetic and set up and has been telegraphed since the very beginning. And I wouldn't change it. But also, there's a part of my brain 
that's like how dare you were they you both killed your children they both come out like sexy and young and perfect yes <laughs> they just like shoulders pumping back and forth we're back mm -hmm. listening mm -hmm. some of that like golden oil <laughs> so that you, all their muscles pop oh my god yeah and i think the fool has a really nice like high ponytail Ooh, yes you i know? agree yeah absolutely <laughs> All right. That's all I got. That's perfect. <laughs> I have no visions. Cool. None. <laughs> right? None. You live only in the now. You're a wolf. Uh, I guess so. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.